Yes, yes, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Welcome, 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 welcome all. Um, I don't know why I started just right out the gate, like, hey, get the Soulfully Conscious Podcast. <laughs> but no, um, this is yet again another great solo episode with another great um, topic that I think affects us all. Um, truthfully, wrote this so so long ago. Um, this year has been a year, y'all. I don't know about y'all. But it's been interesting. It's been extremely interesting for me. Um, but I wrote this prior to even um, Thanksgiving because I think I was going to make this particular topic a Friendsgiving themed episode. Uh, kind of, you know, just approaching, you know, how this millennial trend of sorts uh, we've, you know, made into a, a, um, something that we all do. And this is the reason why we all do it and really kind of unpacking the reasons to why we um, do that. Um, but nevertheless, the uh the meat of the conversation is really about friendship. It's really about adult friendships. Uh shout out to Kiana uh Alicia, uh, my homegirl who uh, I met here met up here in Chicago. Uh she had a great clubhouse um room a few weeks ago, um, where she was talking about this very topic and it was a dope exchange. Shout out to everybody on uh on on the chatty house. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about y'all, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, if you're on, <laughs> if you're on Clubhouse, go follow me on Clubhouse at Kings underscore Memoirs. You can follow me everywhere else at Kings underscore Memoirs. Make sure that you, uh, you know, smash as they say, smash that uh, like or <laughs> follow button, depending on what you are um, listening to. I'm I'm streaming everywhere. Podcast can be streamed. Make sure you do that. I need to do that in the beginning of the episode a lot more. But let's jump into. The Twitter check-in. Let's do it. Okay, so today's Twitter check-in is going to be a very brief take on the who, the academics, because I just brought up the clubhouse, um, the academics um, welcome party. So on, I believe on Saturday... Um, academics, either it was on Saturday or Friday. I think I can't remember which day it was exactly. I think it was Saturday. Um, academics, DJ academics of the former um, complex uh, daily show called Everyday Struggle, his own platform that he's built, which I'm not sure what the hell the name of it is. I'm assuming just DJ academics. Uh, but he is a talking head, if you do not know, um, for hip hop, essentially. He's been a talking head for hip hop for quite some time somewhat just speculating, contributing into the space, a, uh, a very, um, usually a very controversial, very much leaning into the, you know, younger audience in terms of, uh, acts as well as promoted promotion of music. So he's talking about the, you know, the six nines and the trippy reds and the, you know, little Zans and co-methazines and, and pro-methazines and whoever zines, uh, of rappers all, all due respect. That should be kind of crazy that y'all name yourself that. But, you know, I'm sorry for yucking y'all young. Y'all might be dangerous. So, you know, don't hold that against me. It's just interesting that that's the trend. You know, we was a bunch of it was a bunch of littles and youngs in my generation. But now we got to kind of name ourselves after uh, almost, I don't know, medical like anacinaminophen or something. I don't get it. But nevertheless. So what occurred on Clubhouse was he had a welcome party. And anybody who knows Clubhouse, you know that, you know, you come on Clubhouse, 
when you finally start, they uh, throw you a welcome party. and Or you can organize your own, but they always kind of do it in an automatic sense. And uh, you can invite your friends and whatever, whatever. And uh, most of the more public figures usually make it a public uh, welcome party. But you can, you do have the option to make it closed and keep it closed. So what occurred was, so what occurred was, Immediate roasting. He's not a, I want to say he's not a favorable, he's definitely not a favorable uh, kind of media uh, personality, but he's definitely somebody that a lot of them know of because of his uh, dealings within the media industry, within hip hop media industry. And you have folks like 21 Savage, uh, Meek Mill, Little Yachty, in attendance, and so many others. What ended up occurring was. That it went. Oh, also, Tory Lanez was dead. Then nobody brought that up. No one ever really. No one addressed the fact that Tory Lanez was there, kind of adding to the, to the roasting and the you know and the gesture and the jest that was all up in the room, kind of joning, uh, DJ Academics. What it eventually turned into, because there was um, individuals who were Chicago natives and Chicago influencers of sorts within the within the media industry. Uh, or the hip hop industry, um, kind of pulled his card on the shit that he did with the War and Chirac content that he put out several years ago, and so they were pulling his card, saying, "Bro, you need to give back. You need to do something because you've been doing nothing but like putting out negative content. You the feds, so on and so forth." So they was really just taking him to charge in so many different ways, which is kind of contradictory when you got Tory Lanez in the room and they did nothing to him. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. I do believe that academics deserved all that talking to that he got from all those people in that room um, and also the Internet then thereafter, because he certainly has uh, contributed to the, you know, his speculation at uh, for that war in Chirac uh, situation. There was a lot of fatalities within that, you know, um, because more than one or honestly, one or more is always too many fatalities when they are senseless and, you know, and usually bound bound to something that it didn't have to be, and that being gang violence, and that being a uh, vic- being a bunch of victims of their particular situations, it's always still pretty unfortunate. Even though people are quote unquote seen as criminals worldwide, the motivation to that is still very fucking unfortunate. They feel like they have to be that way. Um, yeah, he, he his speculation definitely probably contributed to the environment for it to stay violent and for it to keep. Being, you know, in the mix for it to keep the flame on the beef itself. That's a big issue. That's a big problem. I think that people like DJ Academics um, has made a career out of truly just being a troll to a certain degree, but also hasn't added anything positive. Um, We really don't need you don't. Yes, you need people to promote these up and coming artists and things like that. But that's not all he really did. And, um, and I think like us, and I think he's um, very stereotypical. Um, Cause he kind of keeps picking on Chicago artists in so many different ways. If he's still, he's essentially shaming Asian doll for uh, mourning the death of King Von and like, but he does, but he's on the side of, you know what I'm saying? Six, nine and all that. Like, that's just very interesting that he like really kind of, has presented a pretty contradictory presence and stance. But uh, 
But they pulled his card, rightfully so. He ended up getting into a heated conversation with Meek Mill as well. And Meek Mill was, you know, trying to big bro him and shit. But they were essentially just discussing how you never really put anything positive out about me. It's always negative. It's always whatever. And you always promoting people who are against me all the time and that type of shit. So it's interesting. And I think if anything, DJ Academics need to get needs to earn uh, the ability to be more journalist, journalistically responsible and ethical. Um, yes. Have your. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking free. Uh, freedom within your own creation, obviously, but like consider like consider all the things, and I feel like he seems and he comes off as a person who doesn't want to be seen as this kind of just a kind of shock jock and all that type of shit because he's not really welcomed in certain spaces and places because of that. I don't think he likes that. I think he'd rather be welcomed by the artist that he reports about, even if it's in a pseudo positive way. You know, I think he would like to be accepted within the industry by other people who he has to talk about or he who he liked his platform to continuously talk about. But nevertheless, you gotta be responsible, bro. You're trash. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But now, let's get into the main topic, right? So having friends, I really have to Shout big big shout out. Big big shout out to uh my circle, my tribe, my group of friends who are truly scattered throughout the uh the nation at this point. Um but the people that I you know I feel like I'm closest to, you know, my my cousin Trail, my my brother Juwanza, my brother Benny Rose, my sister Janice, my sister Ty, you know what I'm saying, my BFFs like Lou, like Bree, um you know, I I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I truly, truly love y'all. Um, and, I, and I appreciate y'all in my presence at all times. And um, I think y'all all give me something different. I think y'all are truly the tribe that I needed to be where I am today. And um, yeah, yeah. I would say those are the individuals that I think are in my circle and I talk to and keep up with me and keep up with them and all that. That's who I would consider, you know, some of my closest friends. Obviously, you got tears, you know, folks got different ways that they kind of go about it. But that's the first thing that I want to talk about is um, I've noticed a very interesting thing. And obviously, I'm not I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. This is where this observation is based in. So take this shit with a grain of salt, but also still put that salt on your food. You feel me? Like take the grain of salt and put it in what you So bear with me. You feel me? But no, I believe that. um Men and women do do it differently when it comes to managing their friendships because I believe men and women approach uh, relationships differently. Now I'm speaking to more so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm speaking more to more so into the experience of a more of a, hetero, a heterosexual man because that's my experience, um, and I guess I'm speaking to a heterosexual women even though I feel like that really still don't matter because I do believe it's a uh, a societal, um, I think it's a societal aspect you know kind of like trend I guess that I feel like I'm picking up on but I believe that I, I've heard myself I've heard um my friends say you know deducing points about me and um and other men that they know that we have the ability to compartmentalize our relationships and when I mean relationships I mean romantic relationships we are able to um or just anything platonic in any way shape or form uh we're able to have this kind of classification of who someone is to us 
in the very in a lot easier than um than a lot of women do. You know, I think yes, women certainly got the nigga who is food in their phone versus the dude with the emojis versus the don't pick up versus yeah, of course y'all have that. But what I mean is, um, in terms of the emotionality of it all, I think men are I wouldn't say we're good at it. I think we just have the ability and the propensity to handle multiple women at once and kind of keep them at a certain tier and level um, and give more to a one, give more to one than the other and still feel like we're very balanced within those relationships. Um, and I believe that the for on the women's side that, uh, but when it comes to, well, before I jump off of that, but when it comes to men's platonic relationships, especially with other men, I think there is this sense of um, a large amount of grace uh, a large amount of, you know, on the sense of it being about loyalty, on uh, things really not changing so much, things kind of being somewhat homogenous in terms of ideology and interest and uh, hobbies, all those things. Men are certainly, they're friends with people who are similar to them or, uh, you know, complementary in some way, shape or form. And nine times out of 10, no matter what that is, no matter who they are, they're pretty much going to be friends for a very long time unless some type of, you know, external or internal <laughs> uh, animosity is created to kind of break that friendship. But for the most part, many dudes make friends and keep their friends for a very long time. Um, and that's pretty much how it is. There's not really much a compartmentalization factor within that because men don't usually develop so many different tiers and uh, roles within their lives for friends to even take up. You know, you even if you got a guy who's like, yeah, you grew up, you got your childhood friends, you went off to college and kind of left them, but y'all stayed in touch. You you join a frat in college, you make new friends, whatever, whatever, and then you kind of, you know, you reconnect, you come back to your city. Especially, there's a lot of people store here in Chicago. Like a lot of people here in Chicago have, you know, grew up with people, have this core group of friends, go off to college, maybe make one or two more. They may or may not join the group, or they may kind of get passed off. Or they may kind of stay in this kind of like limbo-ish type spot where we cool, but we ain't that cool because I got my niggas over here too. and um, Or you're just splitting the time. Uh, either way, it's still like that's kind of how you are approaching it. It's still very much going to be very minimal. It's not like men are doing that with a lot of people. Usually most male friend groups are not that large. We're talking about at tops maybe five to six. You know what I'm saying? And depending on you know activities and depending on – you know, age differences and certain things like that, it may or may not be, you know, smaller or larger than that. Um, but on the inverse side of it all, when it comes to black women, black women, to, black women, not just black women, just, I guess, women in general, but this is all these generalizations that I'm doing. I'm not trying to be general. I'm trying to be a little bit, you know, socially, you know, use some, use some social science, use some sociology, you feel me? So bear with me. I believe that women are uh, compartmentalized their friendships better than they do their uh, relationships. I believe when it comes to women and um, what I've seen in front of me is that women are great. I think I noticed the most when it comes to times of celebratory or caring, those moments, those opportunities to care, genuinely those moments to just care about somebody else. I think that's what made me learn and kind of pick up on certain levels of energy and all those different things that women really will do 
for people that they call what a friend. Um, and but it's but it's so many different types. There's many tiers. The friends that you are, you're like girls, and y'all, and they are more so more all purpose, less lesser expectations, but certainly a larger reward in terms of just the long longevity is there is present. Um, loyalty is present. Some vulnerability is present. All those things are with your core group. That was the BFFs. Those are your girls, my girls, you know. But then you got you might have a few homegirls that you go to party with, and that's all you do. You might have your homegirls that you travel with because your friends still trying to figure shit out, and you be and you kind of paid, and you got some money, and you want to mix it up. You got a whole set of friends for that. You know what I'm saying? And you're comfortable. Like you're still comfortable. You're still able to do the certain things you want to do. Um, you you have just a, all these different swaths of friends that you know serve a different purpose. You know what I'm saying? You might only have you might have a little click. At your, at your job, you know what I'm saying, that you fuck with every now and again. But they, y'all usually don't either mix or intermingle them too often. And when you do, it's usually for a celebratory reason. Like, I'm bringing all my peoples together for my birthday. And they may or may not start to intermingle with themselves and be, make the group somewhat larger or make it somewhat interchangeable in those abilities uh, and in the possibilities of what we can do together type shit, you know? And I think it's just so intriguing to me because I just don't, think that, you know, men are always in that space where it's like, I think men need their friends to come kind of all encompassing. Like, you know, I need to be able to hang with you. I need to be able to, you know, to, you know, experience whatever my vice is with you. I need to be able to party with you. I need to be able to laugh with you. Like, it's all those things. While it feels like to me that, yes, I believe women mirror that within their core groups, but they also extend out other specialty roles to other acquaintances and other people that they consider to be friends. And not only and not only just that, and the reason why I even am throwing that word around so strongly is not say just acquaintances and people they just, you know, talk to every now and again, because y'all, a lot of women I see, y'all be really good about gifts. Y'all be really good about staying attentive. Y'all be really good about, she just had kids, this, that, and the third. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Those types of things, that level of attention is is commendable you know what i'm saying it's extremely commendable and i think that's why men are so you know usually traditionally bad at you know quote unquote giving gifts and just being you know cute and all that i see it all the time on the gram pretty much women find their friends being you know damn they're better you know better and romantic than their own dude or the, their last dude and um it's interesting that's just interesting because it's like they're friends they love each other and all that but it's interesting to me. But when it comes to relationships with women, there doesn't usually seem to be a compartmentalization factor that's always within that. You know what I'm saying? It's usually a very tiered system. Even if they're dating multiple people, there's still a tiered system that uh, one person kind of gets more access to them than not, usually. But obviously, there's always exceptions to the rule, of course. But it's just always been interesting to me um, that that's what I've always kind of noticed. It's kind of what I've always kind of noticed to a certain degree. But, uh, but yeah, you know, go off in the comments. <laughs> um, let me know what y'all think about that concept because I do think there's something there. I don't know what it is, but I do think it's something there. Um, Making, like, adulting when you are, like, adulting is, is interesting. When you are, you know, an adult, you have different needs um, to be met. You have different considerations to consider, um, new considerations to consider when you are in these adult friendships. You have to 
be mindful that, you know, your, you know, petty ch- college venting was, you know, cool. But once you start, now we all in real world, we all in real life, we all got pain type shit. You got to check in on your friend. You got to ask them, can I, you know, you know, kind of vent right now and also let it be known if you want some advice or you just want to vent. Those types of things are the very much adult things that we have to do now in our friendships that we didn't have to do when more than likely when they first started. Um, and I appreciate that. I love that. I like the progression. I love that the older and older we get, the more cool shit we can do together and we can still, and, and, and we have the perspective of our younger selves not being able to do certain things. That's what makes every single um, potential moment with each other so damn good because it's like, fuck, like y'all remember when we couldn't even do this? Y'all remember when we was eating this? Y'all remember when we couldn't even afford this? And now look at us, you know, those type of moments is what people truly cherish. Um, but making new friends as an adult can show to be very troubling. One um, thing that my, one of my best friends, um, had shot over, um, kind of, uh, just a concept. She kind of just shot over to me what that I thought was pretty interesting is that, you know, the observation that she made was that if your parents don't have many friends, then you may or may not. And of course this isn't, you know, a, 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 a solid theory because obviously people are going to be different and people are going to have more friends than their parents. It, shit happens all the time. Um, but I think that that does say a lot. Like thinking about how, what type of friend did your parents show you that they were? And I think that show, I think that is what you pull from when it comes to who, who you are as an adult friend. Um, but I think you have to be intentional about those things too. You have to be intentional about the roles that you're playing in people's lives. You have to be intentional about how you impact their lives, your presence impacts their lives, how you can add to that and make your space, make your presence more worthy. All those things are things that I feel like we should consider um, now more than anything. Um, but when you are in a situation where you got to make new friends because you either are moving or you're in a new job, you go to school, whatever it may be, where you're just meeting a mass of people or you're in a whole new brand new space, making new friends as an adult can be extremely hard. Um, because, like I said, most like the first thing I started with in the common the commonality between men and women is that a lot of people have friendships early. And um, oh, but that's one thing I forgot to mention when it came to the women and compartmentalizing friendships, women fall out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of fallouts. There's like, yes, people have those core groups, but that core group can is like fucking destiny's child. You feel me? Like that core group could literally switch members every now and again. That starting five can switch up all the time and y'all keep it moving. Y'all are not shook by it. Y'all mourn that friendship and y'all move the fuck on. Y'all be good. You know what I'm saying? Relationships is not really like that all the time, but it rightfully so. I understand. But also I think that's how a lot of men have presented it to be too. Um, but I digress. Making new friends can be hard as hell because um, as an adult, we already are, even though we don't maybe not want to admit it because we feel so much, especially millennials, we feel so much like we're not done. We're so much left to be done for us and to us and about us. So, but we are starting to kind of set in our ways a little bit. Like we're, we're, and we're having, we're buying Sam's cards and, <laughs> and going to Home Depot more than once in, in two, in, in a year. You know what I'm saying? Like we're getting older y'all and it's getting wild and crazy out here. So you have to be um, cognizant of people who would, 
who are actually looking for friendship as an adult. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't in the market for new friends because the friends they got are the friends they got. And they either settle for them or they are great friends. Like it's 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 not only serviceable, but it does exactly what they desire from the relationships. Um, But to each his own. I think for me, um, it's certainly been the unknown battle that I thought out that I didn't know I was going to have to face moving away five years ago to here to here in Chicago. But it's been troubling. It has definitely had some troublesome times. Um, I think right now I'm in a particular space to shift my mind to not allow that to qualify as the measure, the measurement uh, of success, the measurement of success. Um, and when it comes to my life and the time that I spent here in Chicago is like based on how many deep, dope connections I've made with somebody where we're going to definitely be cool and be friends for a long time. I think I enjoy that. I think I love that. I think that's what a lot of my friendships uh, mirrors. And I think that's what that desire came from. And um, shit is not easy. <laughs> I think I'm so bent on it being organic that it feels almost weird to even talk about it. It feels even weird to give it life in that way. And I got to, but I believe the best way to approach it is to truly, truly approach it in, um, in a head on, heads on type of way, but be graceful on myself to understand that I'm good, I'm okay, I'm worthy. Um, but it also can be very lonely. Uh, check out my um, my lonely, uh, my lonely, what is it called? Uh, lonely John Redcorn episode, um, where I discussed you know the impacts of loneliness um, that I feel like I've researched how it's affecting me from a physiological level and um, all those things. And I'm not, you know, yet again, I'm not putting this out there on some like cry for help type shit. I think I'm doing the work. I am getting the help to to be okay about all the things. But it is interesting and it can, it can affect truly the pursuit of your uh, companionship. Like it's, it's, it almost feels like, I know it's kind of a, a counterintuitive, a counter, a counterproductive, better yet, uh, concept of like, yeah, being lonely, you should be able to make friends because you feel lonely should be like more, you know, excited about it. You should be more forward to it because it seems to be presenting itself to you. Um, but that's not really the case. Now, honesty, it makes you more anxious. It makes you believe that you're going to stay alone and you kind of feed that anxiety mosquito um, all that it needs to kind of grow and become a literal, you know, true true piece of trauma in you and uh that literally impacts how you think and how you move and what do you do um and it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard um but i think you have to find that wholeness with self and that's what i've been telling my lot to myself find that wholeness with me to be able to open up and be the friend that i need to be and have the strength and capacity that i feel like i just deserve to have to then be a good uh, to then be a good man and be a good friend and to be a good um, companion for however long and for whatever reason Um, but nevertheless certainly do the work do the work and it's okay if you are alone because loneliness is certainly just a state of mind Um, right now we're all alone together For, for a lot of us we're all alone together unless you're in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, and I want y'all to be 
I want y'all to understand that it will be okay and it's going to be okay. And if you want to talk more about it, if you feel really that low, you know what I'm saying, you can hit me up. You can slide in my DMs. We can chat it up. I got words and I got words for days. I work from home, so I got some time. So just, you know, link up with me if you feel if you feel me on what I'm saying and if you feel that sense and that shroud of loneliness over you. And uh, I can talk to you and possibly, you know, help you with some of the the uh, new perspectives that you could possibly consider. Um, I believe that um, for truly, truly um, good, good adult friendships to occur, just like we are about our relationships when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to honesty, um, when it comes to um, just having that community and that 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 communal energy and that synergy and that synchronicity within your friendships, you gotta build that. Like certain, that's not gonna happen over overnight, but what can happen fast, what can happen at the drop of a hat is you expressing what you do and don't like. And, um, and that's not something I'm saying you gotta do in a formal list type of way, but keep that in mind and do it as it comes. If, if And especially if it doesn't seem uh, the most appropriate or right to do it in, um, in the very beginning at, or at certain points. Um, we got to be good to ourselves. And um, we got to be good to ourselves and we got to be good to our potential friends and potential uh, companions of sorts. No matter, what, no matter what they are, what their purpose they're supposed to be serving in your life, we got to be good. We got to be open. And if you're not open, then you don't need to try to force someone to be open just because you feel like, yeah, y'all, we will be cool. Stop not being cool with me type shit. That's that's not that's not that's not a thing. Um, but I have a send it on for y'all. I think it's time to send it on. It's time to send it on. Uh, so I'm trying to write this time. So essentially, my send it on. You will see an accompanying content piece yet again and what i want to do is what i want to do is is um is um for all of you to assess the friend group that you uh your own friend group and i want you all to essentially uh kind of Assess your friend group and share with uh, with your circle, and uh, not only just share it with your circle, but share it with everyone on social media, and uh, essentially share with us what your circle provides to your life. So you'll see it, you see the graphic. You can fill. I want you to all to fill in that template. You know what I'm saying, and let it be known. I gave y'all my example. I gave y'all some extra space. You know what I'm saying. If you, if I'm if I if the amount, because I went off of the amount of friends that I feel like I have and, the, and what they bring into my life, because I feel like it's significant and should be highlighted, you know, freestyle it. Do it twice. Screenshot that thing and do the rest. Do a continuing part two. If that's how big your friend group is and this is what those people in your circle kind of are uh, are doing. You feel me? That's what I just, that's what I say you do. You feel me? Um, but yeah, I, I put the little, I'll try to find a way to probably put the instructions or something like that in there. So you can probably just pull a picture, stamp that, or just tag people's names, whatever makes the most sense for you. Freestyle it. Go off boo-boo. 
But that's my send it on. I want y'all to assess your friend groups and share what your circle provides in your life and put that in the graphic and share that out. Put that all on your story. Put it on your fleets. If you use your fleets, you feel me? <laughs> Let it be known because you should be very knowledgeable and, uh, and give the credit to the people who are providing those things to you and do it with all the people in the group. Tag all of them and tell them to do the same. Um, yeah. But talk back to me. This conversation is one that I think is forever going to be building, forever going to be growing. We don't we need we need the right people around us. We love the people that are already around us. And I know we can truly uh, keep building, be open to whatever those relationships mature into. And um, yeah, that's it. That's it. We, we good. We good. We good. But no. I want you all to make sure that you are following me at Kings underscore memoirs. Follow me on Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? Invite me to some rooms. I'm about to start moderating some things. You feel me? I might as well do that right now. On this Wednesday, if you are on Clubhouse, join me at 7 p.m. Central Time to have one of my first, the the inaugural, you know what I'm saying, room where I will be doing essentially a series on my previous podcast. I don't know if I'm going to call it like the archive archive un unplugged or, i don't know i'm gonna think of something catchy to call it but i gotta find it to not be so damn wordy though because you know how clubhouse is but um i'm gonna be releasing the post um sometime you know monday it's this comes out on monday so you guys are gonna see the post today um of who my guest will be um and what the topic will be about and what episode we will be referring to within this particular uh, clubhouse room. So you're going to get all those details pronto. All right. Uh, I appreciate y'all for all the support you've given me thus far. Five years deep, a hundred and some odd, hundred over 150 episodes, over 40, over 40, over 50 guests. You know what I'm saying? We out here, we out here and I truly owe it all to you. We're getting close to the end of the year. Y'all we talking about what? Maybe what? Three more weeks left in the year for real, and not even, you know what I'm saying? Three and a half. It's it's crazy. 2020, it's already over, but and we making it. I know y'all scared of 2021. I know y'all ain't posting none, no new year, new me, because you just want the year to be new. Hell, first. <laughs> then we're gonna see what we can do. You know what I mean? But no, follow me everywhere, Kings underscore memoirs. Follow the, the podcast on ig at the simply king pod also like the facebook page at the simply king podcast and um follow me on club at also kings underscore memoirs and uh, make sure you tune in make sure you get in make sure that you tapping into me follow me on follow subscribe review please leave reviews oh before i go before i go i got i told her i was gonna do it too I have one review I really want to read to y'all before I let y'all go. Look at me. I almost forgot. Shout out to shout out to Tony. Tony has been a great, uh, a great support. Just, you know, a great friend on online. Like she's a good person that I think has we have had some really dope exchanges. You know what I'm saying? Just on the online presence. We met each other back at, you know, in undergrad, but like pretty much i don't know what happened but we kind of just connected in a way um online and she literally just started listening to my podcast she's been following me and kind of you know supporting a lot of that i've done on my page for so long and she just started listening to the podcast says that she love it and left a great review and here it goes thanks tony first off um 
intellectually stimulating. I am a li- new listener to the Simply King podcast. Simply King cultivates the intellectually stimulating content I need while remaining both entertaining and informative. Rodney appears to do his research, take an unbiased opinion on most subjects. He provides multiple perspectives to current events. This forces the listener to redesign his or her thinking and invoke some critical thought. The podcast is one for the people, the conversation, humor, music, and vibe are all culturally relevant. You'll forget your learning. Rodney is the homeboy we all need. Pour yourself a drink and light a candle while you listen. I guarantee you'll feel like a new man slash woman. And I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yes, I appreciate you, Tony, all the way, all the time. Um, But yes, Follow me everywhere. Like, subscribe, do all the things. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to see y'all next week. Um, more content coming. More shit popping. More planning happening. I, I know y'all want to see a nigga face more. I'm going to show my face more. I'm we gonna be we going to be good. We y'all going to y'all going to y'all going we going to be like this. Year number 6, we still in year number 5. Year number 6 going to be even better. You feel me? But no. Here we go. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Human. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. How many of us have them, friends? Before we go any further, let's be friends. Use the word we use every day. Most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Now you can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask me, you know I couldn't be much help because a friend's somebody.